Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello, and welcome to day four of the 12 Days of Ultraman 2021 uh, here on the Science Patrol. Can you walk? I am uh, your host, Rich Conroy. With me, as always, is the man who is currently bereft of stuffing. Mr. Patrick Green. Hey everybody, how are you? Yeah, we ate it all in the first day. Do you have any biscuits left? We never made biscuits. I know. I know. I know. I know. Cornbread? Any sort of bread? Were there rolls, Patrick? No. No. Hmm. I know. Okay. Trust me, we ate like kings. Yeah, so well, I'm sure. I'm not worried about I'm it. I'm sure you think kings like a sandwich? I don't know. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about uh, Thanksgiving is getting the, uh, getting a like a put a big make beef giant biscuit, biscuits put butter right on it. Yeah, as yeah. it's warm. Oh, that, oh, well, that. But then you put slap some turkey and stuffing and a slice of that, a slice of that cranberry <laughs> sauce out of the can. Oh yeah. <laughs> By the way, guys, better. I don't have a preference of cranberry dressing. Uh, can fresh? Yes. Sure. Yes. Sure. I'll eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for I'm, the urinary tract, Patrick. I'll put it this way. <laughs> I've never had homemade cranberry sauce, to my knowledge. It's always been out of a can. Oh, so I don't I think know. you like it. It's a different texture. I'm sure it is. I've it's not quite gelatinous. <laughs> sure, there's actual bits of cranberry. I mm, get it. Yes. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. <coughs> I also found, um, went to a wedding recently and they had uh, turkey with like a. Uh, Cranberry orange dressing or something like that, okay. or cranberry tangerine. Very, very. Oh, good. to yes. die for! I can it was imagine. Great. I can imagine. So we're here today uh, to talk about Neo Ultra Q episode four, the Big Quattro. Sure. Pandora's Cave, which came out on. Uh, funny you should mention February second, two thousand thirteen, and it was eight eighteen two thousand seventeen. Okay. Happy anniversary to me. That's I got married. That was my 17th wedding anniversary. Oh, God. Yes. Um, uh, Gary Ishii is our uh, director and screenplay by Kiyotaka Inagaki. Okay. Um, here's Go ahead. the barest mention of plot here. Really? How yeah, yeah. Well, here it goes. Kiroki, a fellow researcher who worked with uh, Hybara. Yeah. Right. In the past, falls into a pit, only to find a lid on the floor. It seems human emotions, like evil and greed, are enclosed by the lid. Right. Kiroki is urged by a grotesque monster named Mahler to open the lid. Now, which, the- quite frankly, is a good summation. Right. It doesn't give you enough. There isn't a lot of. There isn't a lot of plot to this episode. No, there's not. It's basically, this guy is down in a cave, right? and we get to see this monster, Mara, which they actually wrote it on the thing, right. so I'm going to have to go with Mara, try to convince him to move this lid rock kind of deal. Yep. He moved it at first, yep. got some vapor into him, yeah. and then... Which seemed like it wasn't going to be a good thing. No, no. And then this Mara basically can... Play with his mind mm-hmm. to a large extent. Yeah. And I don't think that's good last I checked. No, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to say it's not what you're looking for. Yep, 
You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, the excellent use of that. Um, because, no, no thank you. Uh, and this, the Mara looks like uh, just this blackened, almost like a burn victim. Yes. It, it starts out with fire all over the place. Right, right. Becomes a small lava monster. Right. And during the episode becomes more and more human-ish. Yeah. But is still a black lava monster. Yeah. Okay, I, I could buy that because he's getting more and more into this scientist's mind. Right. And figuring out what's the best way to convince him to move this lid that he needs moved. Right, right, right. right okay. Right. And it is, uh, he gets into it with, like, the guy lost his, was it his wife or his fiance? Fiance. Because they were, Jin actually says in the bar that they were <laughs> doing experiments that's right. on how emotion can control you. Oh, yeah, that's right. And somehow this guy convinced his fiance to be their experiment. Yeah, it's bad times, right? Yeah, there. not good. Yeah. You're not really supposed to experiment on live human beings. Yeah. Last I checked. Yeah, especially not your fiance. That's just bad juju yeah. right there. And then we also find out that because of the experiment, she's now in a hospital bed. Like in a coma. All, yeah. all, right, in a coma all the time. Right. And he checks up on her randomly. Right. Oh, that's great. <laughs> How charismatic do you have to be to convince your fiance? Hey, we're going to hook you up to some experimental machine. But then again, we wouldn't have science fiction if somebody exactly. wasn't charismatic exactly. <laughs> to, to just make that happen. Oh, good lord. Now, I mean, that that's basically the whole crux of the episode. And even in the exposition, uh-huh. the guy in the cave says... No, this is very much like Pandora's box. Yeah. I know I'm going to release all of the negative energy in the world. Yeah, it's basically just a big, big barrel of evil that this lid is on. Right. And you're sitting there going, okay, if you know that that's an issue, why in the universe would you even think about moving it? Right. But Jin says he cared about his girlfriend. Right. And he did experiments whether or not they were morally good, right. because he thought that there would be something good at scientifically, the end. right? Yeah, yeah, <gasps> yeah. We've seen that a lot in like the hey, it's the Jurassic Park thing. Just because you could doesn't you didn't doesn't stop to you think should. if you should. Exactly. Thank you, Jeff Goldblum. Exactly. Hit that. Thank you. <laughs> and then. While we're in the bar, we're almost done, because this is a really short episode, even though it's a half-hour show. Emmy puts something under one of the coffee mugs. Or does she? That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. And tells the bartender, you can't look underneath that, and we're going to leave, and that's going to be your quandary. Yeah. And Jin says, yeah, that is the quandary. He's like, what are you talking about? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. She goes, if you look, I'll know. Yeah. You will have violated our friendship. He's like, come on. (laughs) So Dip, that's just how it is. You're just like, come on. Now, as towards the end of the episode, she passes through the barricades to get to this cave. And it was well signed, well roped, everything. She yeah. Right through like it's nothing, finds a cave, sees him. And she's like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. And then uh, he sees her as his fiance. fiance. 
and says, hey, if you move that lid, I'll help you. And you're right. like, okay, this is what's going to get him to move it. Nothing else worked, right? but this is what's going to get him to Right. Okay. And it doesn't. No, it does. No, no, no. There was, another, there was something else that made him do it because it's, it's really, I thought, really well done. Like, he seemed to be, have defeated it at a certain point and then he finally then, did move it in right the end. and then you're like oh he snuck he did a run around on the end zone yeah, on him exactly right exactly. and so of course spoilers it uh releases all this negative Evil. nonsense into, right. the, into the air and or into the world and that's where it ends and you're just like wait what <laughs> yeah and then we actually get to see the bartender looking under the cup. Right. Not sure if it was because of all the evil that left out or it's just his own craziness he had to know right. what it was. So, like, it doesn't make sense. But it wasn't a great episode. I mean, I like this one a lot because it's like, like the psychological, like, what is going Like, the manipulation of this right. monster was fantastic. Very well done. Very well done. That I get it. I question its placement in the series. This would have been a really great last episode, as far as we've seen four episodes. So, like, I see what like you're to saying. end the series, like, man, the world's over, because this guy was a hump. You I, know, like... <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. See, the, the way I always go with these is, there is going to be a twist, and the next one there's going to be a whole different twist. So I don't really... Yeah, but when you get a world-ending twist, you kind of, like... Is There's every, another episode next week. I know. know. Is every one of these like a, a, a like self-contained universe? Yes, that's what, exactly okay. right. On. I'm sure. not particularly concerned with them having any continuity in these because it's a monster of the week kind of deal. So I don't really worry about it. Okay. <laughs> sure, I guess. I know. Um, I know. All right. I guess so. <coughs> um, and as usual, these are. Uh, I forgot to mention. In the last episode, yesterday's episode, this is of course available from Mill Creek Entertainment on their Neo Ultra Q box set. Okay. Which, as of this recording, recording. which is late November, um, I'm going to see how much it's going for. I'm going to say twelve episodes, twenty five dollars. Why not? Twelve. We'll find out. Um, we'll look it up on the shopping tab here. Ooh. Yeah, we're we're all right. Now, what was your what was your guess? Twenty five dollars. I'm sorry, you have uh, way uh, over. You've gone over. Okay, how much? Uh, it is currently eleven oh eight on so Amazon and Walmart. Yeah. Okay. okay. Fourteen ninety nine at Best Buy. Yeah. eBay, some knuckleheads trying to charge thirty four. Oh, good God! <laughs> some guy shooting for the moon. Like, Why not? Why not? Like they might do it. No, they won't. No. The, there are a lot of the colorized ones. They did colorize all of this. Um, I'm sorry, of the of the old ones. Of the Never mind, I take it That's back. a different story. The original Ultra Q, these were in color. Even though like a lot of them are black muted. and white. It's very muted, yeah. yeah which I, I like. I do like that. I don't want them to colorize things that really shouldn't be colorized. I know it's kind of weird. But no, I understand that. I'm very much interested in seeing... Um, um, sure. Neo what Ultra it Q. looks like uh, the Ultra Q's in color. Okay, that's fair. Just, just to see what it just looks like. Just to see what it looks like. I don't like, think I it's necessary. No, 
No. You know? Like, it's you. a wonderful life. I don't need to see in color. No. Thank you very much. No. But Yankee Doodle Dandy, if they could get the colors better than they originally did, right. that you want colorized. Because it was supposed to be a spectacle. It was still a spectacle. It was a spectacle in black and white. Right. And if they could get the bloody colors right instead of doing it... But you know why? Because you can't. Because colorization is still very difficult. I'm not saying it's not difficult. Yeah. It can be done better than it has been... Sure. ...originally. Sure. That's all I'm saying. I watched uh, March of the Wooden Soldiers or Jack? Yeah. One of them. Colorized, and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Because it's Laurel and Hardy, they really didn't have to colorize it, but they understand why they did. Of course. Because for some reason, people are like, ew, black and white. Please. Please. Now, granted, I was an ew, black and white person in my... Younger days. Up until I was like... Meh, to my 20s, probably. Okay. I still watch the monsters. Well, of course, that's a whole different universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see some of those colorized now. And oh, that's like, oh, bad. It's really bad. Yeah, that's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But, but thank I mean, you for coming to colorization. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's where we go sometimes. We just go off the rails. So but yeah, so tomorrow we'll be back with another episode, The Town That Doesn't Speak. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much for tuning in and enjoying the 12 Days of Ultraman. We appreciate you very much. And on behalf of Science, Science Patrol, Patrol, I, I was going to say the podcast, but I was like, <laughs> no, that's that Jimmy Pardo signs off. Um, I'm Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bob. Hey, we forgot to say that last episode. <laughs> Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. <laughs>